Welcome back, everybody. This is Brick by Brick, and today I wanted to bring you some tips on creating content. So it's 2022. Content is basically everything nowadays. As soon as you walk outside, you see content. As soon as you watch TV, you see more content. Your phone that's in your pocket is literally content 24-7, 365. You can't escape content. So it's important to take advantage of that from a business standpoint. We talk to a lot of clients who, you know, at the beginning of our relationship, we find out that they're personally just not the types of people that enjoy social media, which is completely fine. I'm not really talking about social media from a personal perspective in this podcast. This is about your business. So if you're able to separate your business mind from your personal mind and just realize the value of content just for a business purpose, then this episode is going to help you out a lot. Um, I'm going to give you three reasons to make more content, and I'm going to give you five tips for how to make more content. So to start off, um, I just wanted to break down three important reasons why content is even important in the first place. So the first one is pretty obvious. Content is how people consume information. So, you know, you might have a good lead generation system set up. You might have, um, you know, people on your sales team that are making phone calls, going to events, networking with people. But content is a lot of the way that people find information, especially on their phones and on their computers. So if somebody has LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram pulled up on their phone, which chances are they have one of those apps open if they're on their phone in the first place, um, you want to be showing up in those moments. You want to make sure that you and your brand are communicating with the world via some kind of a screen, whether it be a phone or a desktop computer. So it's really important to make sure that you understand content is how people consume information these days. People aren't necessarily reading magazines. They're not watching all the TV commercials that, that pop up on cable. People are not, um, they're not seeking out your website. And unless they're really in the mindset for it and they uh, you know, Google the service or they hear about you some other way. But people are going to most likely discover you from a piece of content. And it may not be the piece of content that actually gets them to buy something. But a lot of the time, it all it takes is like five to seven, sometimes 37 pieces of content before somebody's finally like, okay, I need this service and, and I need to reach out to these people. So it's important to just realize that that's how people consume information the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning is probably reach for your phone. The last thing you probably do before going to bed is check your phone. So whether it's waking up, whether it's going to bed, whether it's everything in the middle of the day, people are consuming information on their phones, on their computers, and it's all content that they are consuming. So it's important to make content for yourself and for your business. Um, the second reason that you should make content is because a lot of the time there's a stigma about making content that, you know, you're egotistical, um, you're self-centered, um, you know, you only care about yourself and, you know, you're always talking on camera and acting like everybody cares and 
putting out podcasts like I'm doing now and, you know, acting like everybody cares about it when in reality they probably don't. That's a very, first of all, it's very negative mindset. And second of all, the, the more important thing to realize in this, um, in this way of thinking is that everybody is so worried about themselves anyway, that they're not even thinking about necessarily what you're doing. And if they are, then they're probably in a bla- in a bad place themselves, and they're probably not doing things on their end that they should be doing or wish they were doing. So, if you are in that mindset that oh man, like if I make content, like all my colleagues and all my business friends and all my personal friends and my family are going to make fun of me, they're going to think it's stupid. Just remember that everybody's so worried about themselves that they're not really thinking that deeply about what you're doing. So. Just important to realize because that holds up a lot of people from making content in the first place. And I know this firsthand from working with 25 plus clients. A lot of our clients are shy at first about putting themselves out there, about putting their companies out there. But once they switch over and realize that this is from a business standpoint that you're doing this, it's to create more opportunities for yourself. It helps you get out of that mindset of caring so much about what everybody else thinks about your content. Because at the end of the day, If you're creating opportunities for yourself with your content and by allowing other people and other businesses to discover who you are and they end up buying something from you, then you're going to be able to look at everybody in the face that made fun of you for making content and be like, look, this is why I'm doing it. It's not because I'm self-centered. It's because I'm trying to build awareness for what I'm doing and for my business. So it's always a good idea to make content and If you're worried about what other people think, just remember that they probably don't care that much anyways. And if they do, it's probably because they're in a bad place themselves and maybe they're a little bit envious of what you're doing. So keep that in mind too. Um, People are so worried about themselves that they're not necessarily thinking too much about what you're doing. And another reason, reason number three to make more content is because it's scalable. So you know for a fact that, you know, you wish you could make it to every single event. You wish you could follow up with every single person in your, you know, in your contact list. You wish that you could answer all your emails by the end of the day. You wish you could, you know, go to the chamber and then go network with somebody and then go call somebody and then go to another event and then go to a happy hour. There's all these things that you wish you could do, but you're only one human being. And of course, some people have teams for these types of things, but even even at the end of the day, like there's only so many people that you can hire within your budget. So the good thing about content is it scales everything that you do offline. So whenever you make content about an event that you go to, you know, maybe taking a picture of the room or taking a selfie with somebody that you go with or getting a group photo with a a couple of people that you went to the event with, um, taking a picture with the sign of the event, taking a picture as simple as, you know, showing your cup of coffee with like some stuff in the background. And then you go on LinkedIn or you go on Instagram and you tell people, hey, I'm at this event. And then you tag a couple of people, you tag a location, you tell people what you did. That's going to scale more than you just going to that event and not posting anything. So I've noticed myself, sometimes I'll go to something and let's say I talk to 10 people, 20 people at that event Later, if I post something from that event on my LinkedIn account, not only is that reaching people that I didn't get a chance to talk to at that event, it's also reaching a bunch of other people that weren't even at that event in the first place. 
And for whatever reason, maybe those people will see it and maybe they're a little bit interested in what I do and maybe they'll end up having a conversation with me. So that's another really interesting thing to keep in mind is that content scales your offline behaviors. Everything that you do offline that you document, that becomes content and that lets people know where you were, what you were doing, what you're all about. And you might end up getting in front of hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people, Whereas if you didn't go to that event, or if you didn't post that event on social media, you might have only reached the people that you physically talked to in that room. So, for example, last week I went to an event and then I posted about it. I might have talked to, you know, 15, 20 people at the event in person, but the social media post that I did afterwards reached 4,000 people. So now there's 4,000 people that saw that I went to that event. I'm sure some of the people that saw it were people that were in attendance as well. So now they're a little bit more aware of who I am, plus thousands of other people that weren't even there in the first place. So um, just keep in mind everything that you do, you know, that you record on your phone, that you take a picture of, just to make a post on social media, that's going to scale all of the things that you're doing in person. So those are three really good reasons to make content. It's how people consume information. Everybody's so worried about themselves anyway that they're not super worried about what you're doing. And then in number three, it scales your offline behavior. So now that we've talked about three reasons to make content, now I'm going to give you five tips for actually making more content in your day-to-day life. So tip number one is simply not to overthink the content. Everybody has this thing in their head that like it needs to be a certain level of, you know, production quality the picture has to, you know, be bright enough and be clear enough and it has to be taken on a professional camera and your videos all have to have the right lighting and be shot like in a studio and all these things. A lot of the content that we post for ourselves and for clients, whenever it's more raw, it's more authentic, it's less edited, those pieces of content actually do the best because they don't look like ads. Everybody is so saturated with ads nowadays that whenever something comes across their feed that actually looks authentic and real, those people actually gravitate to that more than if it looked more produced. So keep in mind, it's not only faster to not overthink your content, it actually will probably perform better a lot of the time as well. So just keep that in mind. Tip number one, don't overthink your content. Make it part of your lifestyle because, you know, anytime I personally show up to an event or I show up to like network with somebody or I'm doing something with my team or I'm in the office or, you know, really anything that I'm doing, I'm always thinking in the back of my head, what is my piece of content going to be about this? So let's say I show up to the Tampa Bay uh, Chamber of Commerce event. All I'm going to be thinking whenever I first arrive there obviously, aside from networking with people in person there, is I need to make sure that I post about this on my LinkedIn account later. Because I have, you know, 13,000, 12,000, something like that people on my LinkedIn account. And that event in person definitely does not have 13,000 people there. So it's interesting to think that whenever I show up to an event like that, um, because content is such a part of my day to day lifestyle, I'm going to be reaching way more people than a lot of the other people in that room who are not going to post anything from the event. So let's say there's a hundred people in the room. I'm only, I'm going to see those hundred people. I mean, I might talk to, 
you know, let's say 20 or 30 of those people and maybe, you know, maybe 60 will actually see me that I was in the room. But if I post something from that on social media, it's going to get me in front of thousands of people, including a lot of the people that went to that event, because obviously I'm going to tag it. Um, I'm going to mention it. I'm going to shout it out. So there's a lot of reasons to, to make content a part of your lifestyle. And it's not like I'm showing up at these events with like a professional camera or like with a videographer next to me or anything like that. I'm just taking a couple pictures on my cell phone. And then later, I'm just going on LinkedIn, going on Instagram and Facebook and just saying, you know, I had a great time at this event earlier today. This is what I learned. This was a takeaway. These are some of the people that I met. And I'm just kind of doing a recap of, hey, I went to this and this is what it was all about. So it's important to start doing those kind of things for yourself because it's going to increase your awareness a lot. And all it really takes is getting into that mindset of, okay, whenever I go do something, what am I going to post after this? It's a little bit easier for people that, you know, I was born in 1990, so I'm 31 right now, but it's a little bit easier for people that grew up with a lot of technology because they're used to having that as part of their personal and social life. But it's so insane how important this is from a business standpoint. So the more you can document what you're doing and then come up with content for it later, that's going to pay dividends down the road. So that's number one is just not to overthink it and to make it part of your day-to-day lifestyle. Tip number two for making more content is repurposing your old content. So if you're in business and let's say you've been in business for five or 10 years now, you probably somewhere, whether it's on your phone, on your Google Drive, uh, Dropbox, emails, wherever it might be, you probably have some old pictures, some old graphics, some old videos, and things that you've kind of done over time to, to market your business. And this can be as simple as like people's headshots that are on your website or, you know, something like that. All you have to do is figure out how to put a new spin on some of your old content and make it new again. So one example of that would be, let's say you have 20 people's headshots on your website and they've just kind of been sitting there forever and just they're, you know, they're on your team page and they're sitting on your website. All you have to do is right click on all those pictures, save them. And then if you're, you know, let's say that you send this to your marketing team or your social media agency or whatever it may be, all they have to do is edit those pictures into like a little graphic that has the person's name. Maybe it has their job title. And then maybe it's just a little post on social media saying team member spotlight. You know, this is Sarah. She's in our accounting department. And you know, these are her two favorite restaurants to go to in town. And this is her favorite thing about her job. And this is when her birthday is. And this is when she started working here. So there's all kinds of things you can do with a tiny piece of content, such as somebody's headshot just sitting on your website. So that would be a good example of repurposing an old piece of content. It's just kind of looking at what you have and then strategizing around, okay, if I don't want to make anything new, how can I just make new things out of the things I already have? So, you know, look at your website, look at your, you know, look at old Google Drive folders and, you know, old videos that you've done and things like that. And then work with either an internal person or an agency like us, obviously, that can help you take some of that older content and make it new again. So it's kind of like the it's kind of like the remix songs that always come out where it's like, 
you know, the original people, but then they'll add like another artist or they'll add a new beat or something like that. And then the song feels brand new and fresh again. So it's just that same concept, but just doing it with your content itself. So tip number two is repurposing your old content. Tip number three is using content from your other platforms. So that's similar to the one that I just said, but here's a really good example of this, and I do it all the time. So if I'm on Twitter, I might tweet something that's really smart or really insightful or you know a good tip or something like that. And then I'll screenshot that tweet. And then I might just, you know, post that screenshot onto my other platforms. Or I'll take that tweet and I'll like, you know, take a selfie of myself or I'll like take a picture of something that, you know, is at my office or a picture of Tampa or something like that. And then I'll put that tweet over top of an image. So then it's it's basically the same exact content, just designed in a slightly different way. So that's another easy way to get like, you know, whenever I tweet something, I basically get an Instagram post, an Instagram story, a LinkedIn post, a Facebook post, and maybe even something that I can put in my email newsletter. So whenever I do one thing, which is like one tweet, that actually can turn into five or six pieces of content right there. And that can massively increase your reach. Because, you know, if you tweet something and you have 200 Twitter followers, but then you go post that same thing on Instagram where you have 2,000, LinkedIn where you have 5,000 connections to, you know, send it to your email database that has 10,000 people in it, then all of a sudden that one tweet is being seen by tons of people. And it's the same information, just designed a little bit differently. And that's something that you could easily use just by using a content from an existing post that you already did. And you can do the same thing with like, you know, let's say you make a quick video on your Instagram account or your Facebook, you can take that same video and then post it again on LinkedIn or post it on YouTube. Um, You know, again, put it on your website, put it in your email newsletter, make a blog post about it, attach the video to the blog. There's all kinds of different things you can do just by using content from other platforms and then putting it on new platforms where maybe the the people on your other platforms haven't seen that yet, but it's still going to feel new to them because they've never seen it before. But to you, it doesn't take any extra effort because all you're really doing is screenshotting it and maybe making like a slight tweak to it. So that's a lot easier than, you know, having to come up with a bunch of new content all the time. So that's tip number three. Tip number four is a strategy that I really like, and it's partially why I'm doing this podcast. It's called pillar content and micro content. So a pillar piece of content is basically a long form piece of content that you record. A lot of the time that ends up being some kind of a show or a series or a podcast or YouTube videos that are a little bit longer. Basically, it's something that's a little bit more in-depth. It's a little bit longer. It can be video. It can be audio. It can be a long blog post. But the point is you need some kind of pillar piece of content if you're going to execute on this strategy. What that allows you to do is basically get like 10 or 20 micro posts out of one piece of content. So if you shoot a 20-minute YouTube video where it's somebody asking you a bunch of questions you can chop that up into, you know, each individual question is an Instagram post. Each individual answer that you give is a LinkedIn post. Um, Maybe you take three minutes of it and put it on Facebook. 
Maybe you take one minute of it and put it on Instagram. Maybe you take a 30 second clip and put it on TikTok. There's all kinds of different things you can do. You can even download a YouTube video. So let's say you had like a 20 minute Q&A on YouTube. There's actually a tool called Anchor, which I like to use for my podcast. And you can actually take your video content and upload it into Anchor and actually spit out a podcast. So it basically will remove the, uh, the video from it and it'll just keep the audio. And that'll basically give you a podcast. So, you know, if you're a, you know, if you're a law firm and you've always wanted to have a podcast, but you have a ton of helpful YouTube videos, all you got to do is rip the audio off of those YouTube videos, maybe add an intro, add an outro, which you can do using Anchor as well, and just make that into a podcast. And obviously, you know, me doing this, I'm sitting in my office making this podcast and it's not taking a whole lot of effort. I'm recording it right now on my phone. I'm not even using like a professional mic right now. And I'm making a pillar piece of content for myself because then if I want to, this episode's probably going to end up being like 25 minutes or something like that. I might be able to take two minutes of this where I've sounded smart or like, you know, something really hit for people. And then I can make that into its own post on another platform. So there's all kinds of different ways that you can do this. But the key is to make a large in-depth piece of content and then turn it into, you know, five to 20 smaller pieces of content. So like you can see as I'm going through this, it's really not that tough to make a bunch of content because if it's like part of your lifestyle, that's a bunch of pictures and like videos that you're going to be taking right there. And if you add in your old content, that's already going to be a ton of things that you already have. Content from other platforms, that basically takes one post that you do somewhere and multiplies it by like three or four because then you can use it in other places too. And now this idea of pillar content and micro content, if you also make a long form show or something like that, that, you know, maybe it takes an hour every Tuesday, maybe another 30 minutes to like edit it or set it up or something like that. That's going to be one hour out of your week that's going to turn into like 15 or 20 posts, maybe even more. So just something to keep in mind. And then tip number five is to kind of like I just said, batch your efforts. So, you know, obviously making content a part of your lifestyle is something that's just kind of always happening. But whenever you're making content that's new, whether it's photos or graphics or you're shooting a video or you're recording a podcast show or anything like that, Make sure that you batch your efforts because one, you, you want to be in the groove when you're doing it. So everybody knows how hard it can be sometimes to get in front of the camera and like actually be in the mood to do it. So that alone is tough sometimes because I know me sometimes whenever I go to record a podcast, for example, I want to record like three episodes in a row because like I'm in the groove of actually recording audio and I'm like ready for it. So you want to make sure that you're prepared Um, And when you are prepared, you want to make the most and maximize that moment. So that's one tip. But batching your efforts is just a good idea because it basically takes one or two hours of your time and it basically creates content for like the rest of the week, sometimes the rest of the month. A one hour photo shoot that we do for a client will often give us pictures for like an entire month. So, you know, whenever you're not doing like little one-off things here and there, And you kind of just dedicate an hour or two hours, maybe once a month, maybe a couple times a month, 
um, you're going to be able to get a lot of content and it's only going to take up an hour or two of your time. So, and that's going to pay off big time down the road because like I was saying earlier, everybody consumes content all the time. It's all we do all day. We wake up, we grab our phones, we look at content. We look at content throughout the day on our phones, um, on our computers at work. And then later in the evening, we're looking at content as we're laying on the couch, like right before bed, we're looking at content. So you want to make sure that in those moments, you're at least being seen a few times. I know me for sure. I've had a lot of people tell me like every time I open my phone and open an app, like I see you or I see Brick Media or I see a Brick Media client or something like that. And I can tell you for sure that has translated over into actual business results because we're growing faster than we've ever grown. We've grown every single year that we've been in business. Um, you know, we've grown huge percentages too. It's not just like five or 10% per year. Like we're really growing. And a lot of that is simply because of our awareness online. And like I said earlier, that doesn't mean don't do anything offline because that is equally as important. You still want to be going to events. You still want to be showing up and networking and you know, going to the office, doing in-person meetings, things like that. But you just want to make sure that you take the little extra step and kind of document some of those things that you're doing. You don't have to do it every single time, but next time you're at an event and maybe you heard this podcast beforehand, next time you go to an event or you go to network with somebody, just challenge yourself to post something after that event. And then let me know later how that goes, because I guarantee if you post something, a couple pictures, even like a basic, you know, quick video of the room and like what's going on, you're going to be blown away at how that performs compared to what you were expecting. And then later, you're going to love it so much because it, you know, got a, got you in front of a lot of people that you're probably going to end up doing it at future events and future situations. So, you know, it's really important to just make content a part of your day-to-day lifestyle. I think out of all the points I've made in this episode, making content a part of your lifestyle is probably the most sustainable thing here because everybody goes through phases where like, you know, sometimes they're feeling more outgoing. Sometimes they're not, um, you know, sometimes, you know, content and marketing is really top of mind. Other times it might not be. So the only thing that I can recommend out of all of this is just to practice, practice making content a part of your actual lifestyle. And you'll be blown away by how many more people have you top of mind when they think of your service and what you're offering. And I think it's going to go a long way for your business. So I appreciate you for listening to this episode. Um, If you haven't yet, please uh, write a review. Um, Even if it's like a quick sentence about what you think, what you like about this podcast, leave a five-star review if you're willing. Um, We upload all these episodes on YouTube as well. So All of that would be appreciated if you're willing. And then feel free to connect with me directly on LinkedIn. Um, Just search my name, Jake Kurtz. Um, You can always email me at jake at brickmediagroup.com and just mention something about this episode. And um, yeah, I just want to keep providing value. So always feel free to let me know if you have any additional things you'd want to hear about. But um, I really feel like making content is an important topic. So I want to make sure that everybody hears this directly from me because I'm like, you know, in everybody's mind, I'm like the person that they think of when it comes to making content. So um, that's just a little bit how I think about it. That's some reasons to make it and some tips for how to make more. So 
Hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Brick by Brick podcast. Please leave a review and connect with me directly on social media, and I'll see you guys next time.